Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we are interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline, and I run the Ballard Designs blog, howtodecorate.com. And I'm Taryn Schwartz, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen Mooney, and I head up branding at Ballard. And we're your hosts. Hi. Welcome. And our guest is Lisa Mindy from Charlotte. Yeah. Lisa did a a show house with us, and that's how we met her. She's really talented and fun, so you guys are going to love this. Yes. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to the space she did for the um, traditional home, Southern Style Now show house in New Orleans. Her space was the pool house, and... I didn't get to go, but I did see lots of pictures, and it was so exuberant and vibrant, colorful, stunning, fun. Stunning. It was probably my favorite space in the whole show house. And it was not huge. You know, it's so interesting when you go to, well, you know what? I'll wait and talk to her about it. I don't want to. We don't want to give it all away. Yeah, it was cool. I want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's get to our trials and triumphs. Yep. So let's do our trials and triumphs. Who wants to go first? I made a list. (laughs) You're so organized. (laughs) Well, if you have a list, you go first, Caroline. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I locked myself out of the house and had to break in. Did you leave the dog inside? No, I was home by myself. Well, I got home. You know, we um, we have summer hours. And it was our first... Day in which we had summer hours. So what does that mean? Oh, okay, so that mm-hmm. means that during the week we work an extra hour at night, and then um, we have a short day on Friday. We get out at noon on Fridays. Yes, yes. very <laughs> exciting. Um, and my husband obviously doesn't have that, so he doesn't get home till five. So I got home at noon. No one was home. I realized that there was a bird locked in our sunroom. And it couldn't get out. It was, like, trying to get out through a window. Oh, no. So I'm trying to, like, shoo this bird out through an open window. And then I realize the open window I'm trying to shoo it out of is right next to our open kitchen door. So I'm like, oh, crap. I don't want to actually get it into the house. I thought you were going to say the window had a screen on it. And you're, like, trying to get the bird <laughs> hitting Poor the bird. screen. Okay. So I go to shut our kitchen door. Our kitchen door has... A deadbolt, which is what we normally use, but it also has one of those locks on the doorknob. I have that one we of those. never use. Mm-hmm. And it, it tripped. was on, locked myself out, didn't have a phone, didn't have reading material. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to entertain yourself. No like, wallet. You can't, like, I'm, walk up to the local no, restaurant and have a cocktail or anything. <laughs> um, I might have even been barefoot. I can't remember. And I'm like, okay, so... So, Will's not coming home for five hours. Mm. <laughs> I have to, like, go find my neighbor. Anyways, eventually I decided that I was going to scan the house and see if there are any windows I could climb in. Mm-hmm. So, I found a window that, because the weather has been so nice. Um, <laughs> you forgot to lock up. Like, the window was shut. It wasn't locked. Yeah. So, I 
climbed up the wall Mm -hmm. and opened the window (laughs) and like dove in. Would you have broken a window to get in? You wouldn't have. Because I had found my neighbor and used her phone to text Will to say, hey, can you come home early? (laughs) You might need to come home. Anyway, so that was fun. Um, (laughs) Was that a trial or a triumph? I can't decide. That was a trial. That was a trial. That was a trial. She triumphantly got in. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) All right. Um, So that was my trial, yes. And then my triumph is that we went to um the mountains for labor day and i read tom Shear's book tom Shear decorates i think i texted y'all about it because i loved it so much you did so he is a new york designer but his style is equal parts traditional modern and like beachy mm-hmm. he uses a lot of natural materials rattan or something Littons, rattan mm-hmm. raffia um lots of parsons um but then he also does a lot of like chits and stuff. Um, anyway, you were reading it. Yes, it was I was awesome. reading his book. I loved it. I highly recommend it. It also, you know, to be a good design book, you got to have a great cover because you want to display it. And his cover is like um, caning, mm-hmm. like it's a caning pattern, and it it the cane is raised. Oh, mm-hmm. so, so it's, it's like a texture too. Mm-hmm. It's great. Embossed kind of on there? It's embossed in the paper or something? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. I mean, because it's a hardback. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the wrapper on it or that's That's the the actual book? Yeah. Okay. That's the inside. Um, Or the hardcover. Yeah. Not the, what is the other thing? The The dust jacket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not the dust jacket. Also, Mm. there was a Ballard Designs call out in the book and I loved that. Um, He used a pair, like he talks a lot about mixing high and low, um, especially he does a lot of vacation homes, especially in second homes. And so he he was like, I mix catalog finds with custom and these Wimbley chairs, which is a chair we never show in the catalog, but it's online. Yeah, you sent us a picture from the book. It looked great. Yeah, it looked amazing. I think he didn't COM it because we sell it exposed leg. Mm Mm-hmm. And his was slip-covered, but it looked amazing. Anyways, I was very exciting. Those are my trials and triumphs. That's okay. pretty cool. I'll go next. Okay, Taryn, you go. Um, uh, My trial this week would be my leak in my extra bedroom is back again from the roof. There's just a leak in the roof. It's been raining a lot yeah. in Atlanta. And if it gets really hard every now and then, if it's raining really hard, it starts leaking. So, of course... I like got home from something where, and we came in in the pouring rain, and I went and looked, and of course it like, and we can't find it on the roof. Is the whole ceiling discolored? Where it no, I mean it's probably five six inches. It's definitely a small spot, but mm-hmm. it's still cracked it, and obviously is like. Okay, well take it from me, the girl whose ceiling fell in my dining room. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Don't wait to fix your room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I get the guy up there. To, my, I have yeah. one of those in my master bedroom. The, it, only if it's super pouring, yeah. it'll do that. My, and my contractor said he thinks it's just like um, one of the nail holes up in the roof itself. Yeah. You know, when they did the shingle, it, it somehow didn't yeah. seal the nail hole or something. But I don't even know how you find well, that. Well, we had another one that was like that, and we were able to find it, like... Because we, 
one of us was in the attic, like, knocking, and the other one was on the... Because we have a uh, ranch. You can walk uh-huh. on the roof. Oh, right. We just get the ladder and walk up there. And so he was up, and I was in the attic. And, and then we did it for this other particular spot, anyway. And we thought, you know, we couldn't find anything particularly. But you're totally right. It's what it is, because it's small, uh-huh. but it drips through so just anyway. put a bunch of duct tape up there yeah that'll <laughs> work that yeah, it comes in all kinds of colors <laughs> are great together and as always Fine. my husband doesn't think it's a big deal you know oh it's just a white spot on that roof really it's a white room when you walk in we have low ceilings you're like what happened there mm-hmm. like you're not like oh i don't see it your guests are like is this gonna drip on me in the yeah, it might. <laughs> it could. It's okay. Um, and then my triumph is the dry cleaner got out the stain of my blue dress. <laughs> so I went home, like you said, OxyCleaned it, Ooh. put in OxyClean literally for like six to eight hours. I thought you were going to say days. No, I <laughs> no. would have. Well, no, I, I was like, okay, the dress is already ruined. She's right. I'm going to try the OxyClean. So I put it in there, and when I did pull it out, there was definitely a lot of blue dye, so I definitely lost some coloring along the way. So it's a faded blue now. (laughs) Yeah, it's a softer blue. Um, And then I took it to the dry cleaning lady after it dried at home, and I was like, um... Uh, and she's like, you shouldn't have done that. You should have just come straight here. And I was Karen. like, you did go straight there. I, yeah, so I went to two different dry cleaners. Oh. The first one told me to, yeah, try that. The second one was like, you should have just come straight here. And I was like, but the other guy told me. To try. So anyway, but I picked it up from her and it looks great. Yay. So it's saved. So you can cool. wear it to the next Susan no, I'm, You're just never wearing it, it again. again. <laughs> I'll have to do like a change of outfit like in my car at the meeting <laughs> is what I'll do. Just so there's no chance. And even then, I'll probably walk in and hit something. Or just don't eat something. before. Like, stay away from all that's liquids. True. All liquids. Yeah. Then I'll, I'll pour white out on myself. Anyway, no. That's it. Yay. The end. Okay, my turn. Uh, this is Karen. Okay, so my triumph is... Maybe I'll start with my trial first, because it's kind of a bad one, y'all. So, Mr. French, my beloved French bulldog, had a seizure. Oh, no. Isn't that weird? So he's super healthy. He's like a super healthy French bulldog. A lot of them have like skin issues or breathing issues and all that stuff, but he doesn't. So the other night, of course it happened when Joe Mooney is out of town because Joe Mooney and Mr. French are, you know, best friends. I was going to say lovers, but that sounds a little creepy. I mean, they are besties. And Joe works from home, so they spend a lot of time together. So when Joe's out of town, he just assumes that no one cares for Mr. French. And I'm like, we do. We love Mr. French. And he's like, no, not as much as I love him. Anyway, so of course he's out of town. Jacob, my son, and I are sitting watching television because that's what we do together as a family. Um <laughs> he started making me watch Grey's Anatomy on Netflix. I don't know why. He's 16. How, I was going to say, he's 16. What I, is he? I okay. don't know. And it, there are 13 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. So I'm like, I've got network shows. So 13 there are like 22 seasons of this to go through. <laughs> anyway, he's really into it. So we were watching it together. Mr. French is hanging out with me on the sofa. And he sits up and he starts like chewing with his mouth, of course. And I thought, because I've told y'all before, he has a history of eating things and then having Mm -hmm. to have surgery. So I thought he had something in his mouth he was eating he wasn't supposed to be eating. So I was, like, you know, grabbing his mouth going, what are you eating? What are you eating? And putting my fingers in there trying to get out whatever it was he was eating. And then I realized he was 
drooling a lot. And then he just kind of fell over on the ground and had a full seizure, poor thing. I know. So I was very calm. My older son has had a seizure before, so I have a little bit of knowledge about what to do, even though it was a dog. But anyway, so I was just calm, and I said, Jacob, call our friends whose dogs are always in the hospital. I'm like, call them and find out where the emergency hospital is. And so he did. He was very calm, and then I picked him up, and we got in the car. By the time we're in the car, the dog's jumping around like nothing's wrong. And yeah. I'm just like, um, But anyway, so we went in. Of course, all this always happens in everyone's life, like at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? So you're yeah. going to be in an emergency room till 2 in the morning or whatever. Um, and uh, so we go, and they do all the blood tests on him and everything, and he's fine. So um, they said, you know, and this is the same thing that happened with my son. They said, sometimes people have a seizure. Like, your brain can react really weird to stuff, whether it's dehydration or you're stressed or you're really tired or something like that. Your brain sometimes will just shut down. Maybe my dog hates Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. But <laughs> or maybe anyway. he was like seeing the drama on TV. Right, and he was, was like, I can't take too much. it. Um, so they said, you know, unless it happens again, you know, keep an eye on him and watch him all. But if it doesn't happen again, it's the same thing with my son. Like, just watch him. And if it doesn't happen again, fine. If it happens again, then you'll probably have to go on medication and stuff like that. So he seemed 100% fine since then. Isn't that weird? Maybe he missed Joe. Maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe he didn't miss Joe. I think the pets being ill is the saddest thing. It is. I know Caroline's tearing up her eyes. Because, like, they don't know. I know. You know, like, you can't explain it to him like you could, like, a kid or a spouse where you're like, Mm -hmm. it's okay, you're going to be fine, and they Mm. can process it. They're just like, what happened? Anyway, so that was my trial. But that's, you know, he seems fine, all is well. So we're watching him and taking good care of him. So, and we do love Mr. French. He's he's a cutie. Anyway, um, so my triumph is I got a new duvet cover. Uh, and the, I'll make a quick history of my duvet cover because, of course, that's always part <laughs> of the story. waiting with bated breath. Yeah, right. Ooh. <laughs> um, so I had one that I never loved. Which replaced one that I hated. Okay, so the one I hated, we used to sell these at Ballard, and we don't sell them anymore, and it's for good reason. It was Cruel. So Cruel is like a hand – well, it doesn't have to be by hand, but usually it's like a hand-stitch floral design on top of a linen or something. Um, And it – the the yarn was wool, I think. So it was – beautiful and I had been wanting one and I bought it I got it home put it on the bed and I was like this is the worst thing ever it was itchy you would put it up by your chin and like the yarn yeah, yeah. Well, was itchy yeah, I was that. so mad that's why we don't care anymore. yeah that's exactly right so um so I got rid of that and it was beautiful so here's a tip y'all um it was so pretty. I didn't want to just throw it away, but also I didn't want to put it on my guest bed. They'd hate me too. So I took it to my dry cleaner, and they just cut off the backing and made it a big rectangle tablecloth. It is so pretty. Oh, that's genius. That is great. Right? So FYI, do that next time you're sick you, of your I duvet feel cover. Like have the dry cleaner do all sorts of magic with your stuff. I do. <laughs> I should have taken my dress. I to do hers. own a sewing machine, so I could do it myself. The problem yeah. is, it would sit there for nine months waiting for me right. to do it if yeah. I just the dry take it to her. Like three days. Yeah. So I got a beautiful tablecloth. So I bought this other duvet cover 
that I never liked. It was white and it had a wide, probably four inch chocolate brown border around the outside edge. Okay, design flaw. You can't bleach it. Well, first of all, you can't bleach it, right? So don't get a dark light combo like that if you're going to bleach it. Now, for my master bedroom, I don't usually need to bleach my duvet cover, but if it was my kids' rooms, oh, yeah. right? You really want to soak that stuff. But um, the other thing is, like, the way I make my bed is I try to – I like to fold the duvet back at the top, the head of the bed. Mm-hmm. Well, then – if the border's only on one side, then you fold it back, and then there's no border on the other side. It looks dumb. Hate it. It just never looked great. <laughs> yeah. I was always unhappy. Okay. So we had this silver. It was like a linen but silver metallic duvet. All right. That sounds really Vegas and gross. It is not. <laughs> it is really pretty. It's no, like it's the like the softest. Dre Crew shirts they're selling right now, which yeah. is a slight metallic just on a linen. Slightly. Mm. <gasps> I got that. I love it so much. It looks great. Anyway, I love it. Yay. <laughs> so now I don't hate my duvet anymore. <laughs> Very exciting. It's, you know, it's it's a pro. That's the thing to realize for everyone. When you do mm-hmm. a room or you do your house, it's not instant. You know, it mm-hmm. takes a while. You yeah. live with it. You decide you love it. Five years later, you can get sick of it or change it or move it to yeah. another room. Be patient. Be yeah. patient. Don't demand it to be perfect right away. And it's hard to land on the perfect thing the first time. That almost never happens. I agree. Yeah. I, ag- I make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. yeah the best clearly. is when you do buy something new and you're excited about it and you do put it in and it works so perfect. well. Mm-hmm. It's just what I wanted. Just yeah. what I wanted. Cool. Well, anyway, Yay. yeah. Good, good week. All right. We are so excited to welcome our guest today. Her name is Lisa Mindy. She's an interior designer in Charlotte, North Carolina. Rhymes with Fendi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure your whole closet is all Fendi, right? (laughs) Actually, I really do like Fendi. Well, what's not to like? Yeah. You know? True. But um, we are here in High Point again. Lisa stopped by to talk with us. And we met, um, well, not... You and I didn't meet, but you and Karen met, but we Valid. became acquainted with your work um, through the traditional show, traditional home show house in New Orleans, the style, Southern, Southern style, style now. Southern style it's now. a mouthful, mm-hmm. right? It is a mouthful. Traditional home, Southern style now, show house in right. New Orleans. Right. You I was blown away. Okay, let me. You just, talk, because you I'm going to talk, and then you can talk. <laughs> I can't stop talking. Um, so... We do, you know, we probably do three or four show houses a year. And the way show houses work, I think, is so interesting because the people who organize it kind of partner up vendors like Ballard with designers that they feel like will have a synergy. Right. So we don't get to pick each other. Right. And so you just kind of go in hoping for the best a little bit, at least from our point of view. You know, like, okay, this will hopefully this will be great. And then... You know, we see this, you, you build your room, we see the stuff as it's getting ordered. We have no idea what the final thing's going to look like. And you'll be like, hmm, hot pink <laughs> velvet sofa, leopard on You're judging her before yeah, even. right? Yeah. And you're like, uh, I'm, I don't know. And then you get there, and oh my gosh. So you did this just stunningly amazing, in my point of view, pool house room 
off the back of the house. It wasn't giant, yeah. um, but it was just packed full of glamour and color. And I went in there going, "What? Well, where's Ballard stuff? I mean, this is great." But and then you look around, and you're like, "Oh, there and there and there and there." And it was all Ballard. It was. And it was just to me. I love seeing that fresh point of view that we get when we work with outside designers. But I mean, your use of color and the mix you had in that room, I it blew me away. Oh, thank you. It was gorgeous. It was it was really a fun project. And Maine um, called and asked me if... Well, first, Robert Lillo called and asked if I'd do the master bath. And maybe tell people who Robert is. And Robert was uh, is a former editor of Domino Magazine, mm-hmm. and he's the producer of Southern Style Now. And a Southern and gentleman. He is, him. truly. Um, he grew up in Texas, and then he moved to New York, so he's been all over. But um, Robert's a really nice guy and a good friend. Um, but then Ann Main called and said, um, and Ann is the editor or former editor. She just retired from Traditional Home Magazine. And Ann called and said, would you mind considering doing the guest house in the backyard and I jumped on it I was like yes I'll do it I'd much rather do that than (laughs) the master bath and that's how I ended up in the what I called the she shed um, (laughs) because the homeowners the LaPairs are a really cute young couple and Brett the wife likes to have her mother and sisters she has two sisters come visit and so when you do a project you try to create even a show house a client that you're designing for so I designed that she shed for Brett and her sisters and so it was a natural fit to make it a little feminine and the other thing I do when I am working on a show house is I like to get local artists involved in the project And so um, the main art in the room was by Ashley Longshore. That portrait? Yes, Frida with peacocks. And and then I knew Ballard was my sponsor, and I was thrilled about that. But I had no idea until I started designing the space how Ballard um, could work with me to create custom pieces. Mm -hmm. And so that was an eye-opener for me as a designer because I have clients that love Ballard, and um, it's it's nice to be able to put a COM on a sofa or to really go outside of the catalog Mm -hmm. and choose things that you're not seeing there. So people are surprised when they walk in and see a Suzanne Kasler peony pink linen sofa and everybody that came in the um, show house guest house were like amazed all the designers were like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. and they would sit on the furniture and several said I will start using Ballard because this is a great resource at a great price and custom right so and quick it was really quick 
Um, and so we had a fun time designing that room, and it, it ended up to be the place everybody hung out there in the show house. Really? <laughs> they That's would all awesome. gravitate back to my little um, space, and it was it was really quite fun. And then Jonathan Savage nice. partnered also with Ballard, and he has become one of my best friends. And he did the bedroom with Ballard Furniture, and he's doing Kip's Bay Show House in oh, coming up, and so um, yeah, he's he's from Tennessee, and he really loved the Ballard that he used in his space as well. We've but got him coming it's up too. huge. I mean, like the offering that Ballard has. I ordered things for the kitchen. I ordered linens. I ordered furniture. I ordered um, pedestals and garden urns and. Um, cash pose with um, Suzanne Kasler and Bunny Williams. Their collections are just so amazing. And I mean, I loved everything that came. The quality was there when it came. And it was it was a great collaboration. You're a great commercial. Yeah, yeah I like it. We're going to give her five dollars. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I always love about the show house and I, um, I work with Molly, who does our PR, and Love so she Molly. a lot of times organizes sort of our end of the show house. And I sat in on her with or with her on a meeting with I think it was a um, maybe the Hamptons traditional home show, right? House, I, I can't remember exactly, but um, we have I, that coming up next. I imagine Molly <laughs> had a similar conversation with you, where you know we have an initial conversation with a designer and. We've just been paired together, and we're sort of talking it's about a like, meet and greet. Yeah, like <laughs> on the phone, like and um, it, who this was, I can't remember. But she was saying, "Now tell me what you want the space to look like." Oh, the designer. The designer uh-huh. was saying this, and we were like, "Well, whatever you want." And she's like, "Oh, well, like what furniture pieces do we need to use?" And we we're like, "Whatever. You yeah. literally do whatever you want. It's your vision. Don't care." whatever fabrics, whatever pieces, you just pick anything. And I think that we always want that because we can make a Ballard catalog. We can right. make that Ballard room. We want to see how you use it. Right. Because you're going to come at it from a completely different place than we mm-hmm. would. And so that is exactly what you did. And that was so what was so fun about it. Because we, we would not have had the, you know, vision and fearlessness to do the pink with the palm green drapery and (laughs) all the brass you know and that we want you to get the best space possible we just let you do your thing right and um anyway so that was did you realize that the dorothy draper fabric that i used for the drapery i edged it in the linen the suzanne kasler linen from ballard the pink so i ordered extra yardage and used that as the accent so it tied the sofa and the designer fabric together i did not notice that yeah, but i love it i did that and then i also bought uh, a couple of antique chairs on Mag- magazine street in new orleans and had them reupholstered and the marriage the marriage of the antiques from the local source with the pieces from ballard created a, a fun room the but level of the detail. Ballard pieces are just timeless you know 
So Well, we totally believe in the mix, right? We're always saying on here and telling customers and listeners, like, it is about you injecting your personality into your room. Exactly. So taking your grandma's chairs or some beautiful thing you found on the side of the road even, you know, rehabbing it, putting it in your room, mixing it with ballard things or other things from your life that's what makes a room special that's what yeah. gives it life and personality and you know mm-hmm. copying some uh, someone else's vision right you know it it isn't the same as you kind of giving it your own soul exactly yeah and that's why you do your questionnaires so tell us all about that right oh like oh, you pick, pick customers <laughs> um oh, yeah well, one of the important things to do if you decide to design, I mean, hire a designer is figure out who is a good fit. And then the designer also has to decide if you're the right client. So one thing I do in the beginning is I have a, an extensive questionnaire that I give to clients. And it asks everything from where did you buy your last sofa what did you like about it how much did you pay for it to what are your favorite brands to wear um, what are your favorite colors what is your design aesthetic Um, if you've ever worked with a designer what did you like about it was it a failure or a success so and I ask if they have collections or if they want to collect and by really delving in in the beginning in the initial interview I can find out who my client is and by asking all those questions they can quickly realize that I really want to know them as a person and so it tells me a lot about them and then I usually send that before my initial interview and then when we sit down we kind of go through the questions and talk about things and I tell them how I can meet their needs so it's a good way to figure out if you're hiring the right designer and if you're getting the right client are there any red flags in there that you're like uh-oh no uh, back away yes <laughs> if someone tells me that they um have worked with 10 designers and they didn't like any of them or even three that's a red flag (laughs) it's like that and four is not going to work either most likely yeah Yeah. and if they tell me that their idea of um, an expensive yardage of fabric is ten dollars then we have a problem right yeah (laughs) there's a lot of education you would need to to get them yeah that, and, you know, sometimes even if they have those answers in the interview, when I talk to them, I can find out if we still can work together because it might be they live in a gorgeous contemporary house and don't need drapery. So, you know, maybe maybe <laughs> we're doing no something else. So, <laughs> Or maybe they just, like you say, haven't been educated. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's what the interview's about is just to address those questions and figure out how I can meet the needs and if we're a good fit. I do think that questionnaire, though, is a great thing for even someone who's not hiring an interior designer to think about because part of decorating is just getting to know your own likes and your own needs and listening to that. And I think so, so many times people just you know see whatever they see on Pinterest and or you know in a magazine or whatever and they are like oh that looks pretty yeah I kind of copied this right but 
it's going to turn out better if you, yeah. you know, delve into. And an interior designer is a great way to, like, fast track it uh-huh. to a space that's finished. But if you want to do it yourself, right? you know, get to know your own. And I, um, I give them homework. So <laughs> people want to buy my questionnaire all the time. I get asked oh. that. So maybe I'll package it up and put it on my <laughs> new website that's coming out. But um, the neat thing about working with a designer and using a brand like Ballard is anybody can go in the catalog and buy everything straight off the pages and your neighbor can go do the same thing so if you work with a designer and you create something or even if you're really a good um, designer self-taught you can go on the the um, custom side of Ballard and create things that your neighbor is most likely not going to have. I mean, recently I was in a client's house and I had worked with her friend and I had sourced the Ballard, um, the linen nail head bar stools. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, I wanted those bar stools, but she said you had them custom made with a source from market. And I said, that was Ballard. (laughs) and I don't normally give my sources but in that particular situation um, they are they don't live close together and we weren't going to use the same look in her house so we created something that didn't look like her friends at all and the friend probably will have no idea that we used them (laughs) that's That's so funny it is unique to us that we do that yeah Um, you know, because most retailers like us just don't have the capability, and it's something that we started at the very beginning, 30 years mm-hmm. ago, doing COM, which is customer's own material. You can send your own fabric in or exactly. choose any of ours, and we'll make it for you for no additional charge, any yep. of our upholstered items. And it kind of blows people's minds mm-hmm. that we do that, but it's just sort of we've always done it. Yeah. And it... it to us, it, it makes it's sort of the cornerstone of, of what we do. We say it's in our DNA. Customization is in our DNA, we say a lot. and Because um, we do believe like it should be special. It should all be special. And however you want it, that's what we want totally. to do. Totally. And the, when you get the Ballard catalog, what you see on the page is just a fraction of what you can do. If you take, um, like, the sofa I used in the show house and even just look at Ballard's offerings of fabrics, I could guess that there's probably i don't know what how many fabrics are there uh, a little less than 300 yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so you could have 300 different sofas just using those base fabrics but you probably could um change it up and use a mix of the fabrics and create thousands yes yeah Mm -hmm. that's right different (laughs) welt or trim yeah Yeah. a lot of options it's kind of mind-blowing yeah Yeah, it is it is yeah that's let's talk you you were sharing that um Tara, do you do you have a question? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that you were you were just telling us that you're moving both your office and your home. Yep. This week or <laughs> simultaneously. last week. Simultaneously. Wow. Right. So I'm curious how you approach decorating your new space. Have you like done it all? <laughs> Are you tell us? Well, this house is very different than the house I moved from, and the house we came from, we were in the process of renovating the house and we were getting ready to renovate the kitchen and when I put the dollars on paper and realized how much what I was planning to do was going to cost it didn't make sense to stay where we were so that's why we bought the new house and 
suddenly I went from having the complete plan totally done to within a month uh, having a new house and starting over. And so, which I love. So I left the old plans for whoever buys the house. And um, so the new house has um, an unusual kitchen. And I wanted to live in the house for a while. And I suggest that to people all the time. I I think you have to have your base pieces in your house um, to live there but you can always drag an old sofa over to the new house until you can figure out what you want uh, in my case I drugged the peony pink sofa from the show house and it's in my living room <laughs> that's awesome. So, awesome yeah it looks great and um and so pardon can you send us a picture of it so sure we can share both yeah. of them oh yeah I mean I haven't done the room yet but I have the sofa and the chairs in my in my we call it the morning room and we we begin our days there because we have a gas fireplace and my husband and I like to sit in there and drink coffee and have our morning devotion and just wake up in that room so we start our day out on our ballard sofa and chairs (laughs) and so um, I plan to first get all the boxes unpacked and we're working on that tomorrow Mm. and then um, then I'll start the design plan for the house and I really like to have a cohesive plan but often, like everybody else, I have to do it in stages because the budget doesn't allow me just to, you know, completely Write the furnish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I like to leave room for things I find in my travels or just like this week, I inherited my um, aunt's dining table. And it is a table that was designed by Sir William Kent of London. Wow. And it has um, wood from every continent in the world. And so while I've been at market, movers have been at my house moving boxes from the dining room to the billiard room just so we could get a, a set the table and chairs. So I go home and see my new table and chairs in Ooh. my house. So I'm excited about that. But... I've got to figure out what I want to do with the room because the table will be the focus mm-hmm. of the room. So each room is like a individual design plan. So you so have you to have link them all together. You, you sort of know where you're going. I do. But you do. You leave space for. I do. I, I always I like leave space. Or um, as I'm going along, say maybe I can't afford to buy that antique chest I wanted so I might have a chest in the um, dining room that I'll replace later when I can buy something finer so and then that might go in a child's house or Mm -hmm. I might sell it to a client for kids bedroom I mean my clients a lot of times I'll give them a great price on pieces that I own that I want to sell and so they're happy to get them because usually it's a good fit. So I yeah. do that too. So I've got a lot of work ahead of me. <laughs> we have a lot of questions asked about layout for rooms. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, you know, tips that you go by when a lot of time people are moving into an apartment with a weird fireplace or window? Um, so maybe this is too broad of a question, but no. you know, if you have any like tips for how to start um, right. a layout. Yeah, um, that's really easy. The first thing you do is 
look at how you approach the room and find your focal point or what you, you want mean, to be. You mean when you approach, like, walk into it? Yes, as okay. you walk into a okay. space, look around and figure out what can be the focal point of the room. And if you don't have one, create one, you know. Um, if you're in a condo or an apartment and you don't have a fireplace, which can often be the focal point of a room, you can always create a focal point with an interesting um, etagere or a bookcase, um, you can now you can buy those portable fireplaces, which sounds tacky, but there's some really, really pretty ones. And so you could buy an antique mantle, freestanding mantle, and attach it to the wall and load the bottom, the opening with books and hang art over it, candlesticks. And so there's lots of things you can do to create that focal point. But the other thing you want to do is consider who's living there and how you entertain and how many people you want in the room. And if you're in a small space, I always ask my clients to think of um, three ways they can use a piece of furniture. And if they do that, often they have something that say they buy the Sophie side table from Ballard and they have it in the living room but then their cousin gives them a great you know table they want in there that Sophie table can go in the bedroom as a bedside table and so um, if you think of ways you can reuse your furniture and use uh, have multi-uses for them then the apartment or condo or small house can move around and you can reinvent it you know from season to season or year to year and I think that's always a smart thing to do but back to the layout if you like to entertain then think about how many people you entertain and try to have seating like conversational seating but then your your dining area next door make I mean next to the room rip holster the fabric so that when you pull it into the other room it blends Mm -hmm. and then you have extra seating or ottomans or you can always buy some cute little stack chairs that you can pull out if you need them and you know there's lots of ways you can approach a layout but you really first and foremost in my mind is um, your focal point your function and um, and how you can reuse those pieces in other parts of your house because then your layout can um, be fluid it can evolve and you can change the space with the same pieces of furniture (laughs) (laughs) i'm using my hands right we act out a lot (laughs) does the focal point necessarily need to be kind of high you said bookshelf etagere kind of piece of art or or needs to be at eye level okay i mean it really does it can be art um, it could be a great console with a piece of art, but it needs to be at eye level so that it draws you in. As you walk in. Yes. Okay. And I love that tip you were saying about um, making sure your dining room chairs, if that's adjacent to your living room, kind of coordinates with your living room fabric so you can pull the chair in. Because, like you were saying, it reminded me when you are talking about the drapery and the peony pink and stuff, when you get a sofa made order another four yards of matching fabric and cover your chairs in your dining room or just Mm -hmm. the two chairs at the end or something so that it does coordinate. That's an easy way to make a real coordinated look. Oh, I love it. I love the focal point point too because the focal point point (laughs) because um, I feel like people don't even think about that, but you need like something dramatic to like, like, force you to enter the room. Mm-hmm. Right. Sort of visually excites you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think I just yeah, that's such a great great thing to call out. So. Yeah, because it it grounds your room, you know, and it gives you something to design around. So it's important to pay att- attention mm-hmm. to the focal point. Mm-hmm. That's what. Oh, you go, go ahead. I was just going to say that's why fireplaces are like people love that, and then like your kitchen island always. People like to put dramatic um, fixtures over them. Right. To create that focal point. Oh, exactly. So, like, mm-hmm. That's the reasoning behind having those. Well, you know, the house I just moved into, the family room, um, is it, it has a strange fireplace. It's straight out of the eighties, and it has the fireplaces off center to the. I mean, it's on the left, and there is a television unit on the right, and and the hearth only is around the fireplace. So it's like this awkward um, focal point. And so we're going to reface the fireplace and take out all of, well, we're rebuilding it and we are taking out the television and we can't move the firebox, but to create the focal point, we are going to reface the wall and I'm going to extend the mantle, the whole width of the wall. Mm -hmm. And then the fireplace will be on the left and on the right will be our fire box. And then I can hang a piece of art over the mantle. So it'll give a balance to the wall. And so, I mean, even if you have a fireplace that's in a funky place, like you were talking about a while ago, balance it, put a big bookcase beside it or put art you know like gallery art create the whole wall of art and just balance it and throw the eye off so it feels um more centered than it actually is you, you just have to cheat a little right the fireplace is just a piece of the composition yeah. that you're yeah. putting together right mm-hmm. that makes sense yep my other question for you was um in a lot of your pictures of homes you've done you have striped rugs you use them (laughs) or I noticed because we can't we've tried a few striped rugs and they haven't worked for Uh they just never sell and here you are using them and they look so good and our buyer won't she's like I won't try it again I've been you know no one buys them no one buys them and I was wondering I mean because you use them so often yes do do customers love them in their homes for you they do and I don't know if I can say whose they are, but... Sure. sure. Yeah. Well, they're Dash and Albert by oh, Annie Silky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that company because Annie, um, you know, she has dogs. That's who Dash and Albert are or were. And um, Annie designs for functionality. So those rugs can be taken out in the yard and hosed off. And so I just finished a beach house at Topsail, and my homeowner didn't believe me I don't think I was there last weekend and she said oh my god my grandchildren were here and they got something on the rug and I took it out and hosed it off and it's perfect (laughs) and so I mean you know when people live with them and realize how easy they are Mm -hmm. they really love them and it can add a graphic pop to a room and make the space fun and it also can elongate a room you know when you use your stripes on the floor it grounds the room and it elongates it so depending on what you're trying to do you can really make a difference with the flow of the room visually by using stripes 
Those indoor outdoor rugs are amazing. Amazing the technology. We have a, quite a few that we sell as well. And yeah, you do. I own. I. This is. This You're is like weird. our biggest buyer of outdoor rugs. I have a couple. <laughs> Not really, but. <laughs> You know what I you do? do I get the two by threes, the small ones, and I use them outside mm-hmm. my back door. Mm-hmm. So and it's bath mats, right? What? No, they're outdoor rugs. Well, right? Oh, she's saying I also use them as bath mats. Oh yeah, you so can some use of them as them bath that mats. That are kind of the thicker pile that are yeah. a loop. Yeah, I do use those as bath mats because they're cuter than right. bath mats. But the ones that are the flat weave. Mm-hmm that are you know kind of very low right. i use those outside my back door at the top of my stairs from the pool outside my bedroom door and outside my yeah. family room door mm-hmm. because and then i use them inside the door too so that people wipe their feet and then they people wipe their feet and they're cute yeah and, mm-hmm. and they're like easy some, to wash um you know ugly something right yeah, you can clorox them off and hose them off like you said they're and great. i really like um layering rugs you know in the show house in new orleans i um I had a black and white Dash and Albert rug, and I layered it with the Ballard cowhide. Mm. And, you know. We love a cowhide. Creates a great look. <laughs> yeah. Very functional. You you, uh, you and Taryn are probably soulmates because mm-hmm. <laughs> she can't get enough color, mm-hmm. and it looks like in your room, same thing. <laughs> you know, like you well, embrace you know, color. It just depends on the project. I do neutral rooms as well. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a, a I'm working with new clients right now that she doesn't like color at all. She she likes a tat. What she calls color is very what I call very subtle. Mm-hmm. But I do personally love color. I do. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I like an all white room as well. And I'm gonna have. I mean, my walls in my house are white. So oh, really? <laughs> well, we were talking about that the other day. Choosing white is not not choosing a color. That's right. It's mm-hmm. a color. Yeah. It is. Um, and when I use white walls, that allows me to use color in the room. You know, it's a it's good foundation. And um, my friend Maria Killam, who's a color specialist, has a book called White is Complicated. And it's a great book. It's a great name. And well, she has a blog called Color Me Happy. And um, that little book is the best book because it explains how white is a color. You know, mm-hmm. people think it's not, but it is. What's your favorite white paint color? Um, Simply White by Ben Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is that your walls at home? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. I'm yep. writing that down. It's a great white. I like Chantilly Lace. That's um, my that's your white? That's <laughs> my white on all the walls of my house. It just depends on the light in the room mm-hmm. and um, and your what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. But the difference in Chantilly Lace, which is a pure white, mm-hmm. I mean, it is the whitest white. Um, Simply White is a little more creamy, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's not cream. And people say all the time, oh, just pick a white. It won't matter. It makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. i tried so many different whites in my house and we have a little craftsman it has deep eaves and so a lot of times the yeah it's dark Mm -hmm. the light does not really get to penetrate into the middle of the room um and what i did was i went to home depot and i got big like one by one squares of drywall right um and i got a piece of molding and I had them slice it into 12 inch pieces and I painted all of the um so drywalls thorough. different colors like I probably chose six whites 
and all of the moldings different colors. Right. And I went into the house. This was like before That's we so closed. Cool. Then you like put them together Paired and together. try different. Yes, like yeah. Muscle. Um, but Chantilly Lace was the only one that did not look either yellow or gray. Yeah. Um, well, because it's so pure. I swear so. I'm not trying to promote Maria, but she has color boards that you can buy and I have them in my little arsenal and they're huge poster boards of all the favorite paint colors that people use over and over and over like Chantilly Lace, Mascarpone, yeah all those and it's um, she has two sets one's a VIP and the other is I can't remember what it's called I have all of them and so when I go in a client's house I already have them with me and so I can hold them up it's the smartest thing I've ever heard and I can use re I mean, like uh, reusable tape, and they can move it all over their house, so they mm-hmm. can live with it for a couple of days. And they're genius. I mean, truly, I that used to smart. paint my own boards to take over to clients. Mm-hmm. And when I met her and did her color class, um, I, I got the boards from her. And I mean, my clients know I have them, and they're like, "Can you bring those boards over here <laughs> and help me pick a paint color?" I can pick a paint color in five minutes with those boards because everyone is there I mean there it's a lot of boards mm-hmm. but they're poster boards so they're not heavy and you know there's um I can't even think of all the colors but Manchester tan I mean all the colors that are the core really colors, used yeah. she takes the top um, colors that are used um, during a time period or you know what historically has been a favorite historical colors mm-hmm. um and she has these p- great paint boards gosh yeah i wonder if you so could smart. rent them you know like if you're doing yeah that, i want to take her color so class yeah. you need to take it it's awesome you have to hook us up with her so yeah, we get her on here where does she live she lives in canada but she comes <laughs> she comes here she's here so often doing okay. color classes that she's probably in the states more than she is in canada okay cool. yeah does she come to adac Yes. Oh, we'll work it out. She yeah. comes to, uh, well, she was here at Market. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's here. She usually does a color class prior to Market. Um, she didn't do that this time, but she usually does that. And she has them in Texas and Atlanta and New York and D.C., all right. over. So if you go to her website, you can see where she'll be next. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. So awesome. I was reading, um, I think it's Lauren Lee's book, Habitat. Yeah, I and love that book. It's, it's a beautiful, She's beautiful so book. good. She's so talented. Um, but she talks in there about, and I just found this so, like, it was a light bulb moment for me. Um, she talks about pace, mm-hmm. the pace of your room. Mm-hmm. And some people like a really fast pace. So, like, Taryn always talks about loving when her house is full. Yeah, and you love of color. People, full of people. Yes, full of people. Or furniture. Or junk. <laughs> or both. Or both. <laughs> yeah. Pile. Usually Pile. both. Doesn't need. <laughs> um, Tara's my spirit animal. Like <laughs> you. <laughs> it sounds like Taryn loves a fast pace in her house, like an energy in the house. I really like it to be slow and Zen. relaxed, casual. And I think that pace, that concept of pace, I feel like is a great indicator of whether you like color or you don't like color. Because a color, or lots of colors, immediately makes makes that, yeah, it -hmm. it increases the pace. Whereas neutrals, Karen and I both are like house... Hmm. I've never um, thought of that, neutrals. What's the word I'm thinking of? Like, (laughs) 
hermits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a Taurus. I like yeah. to be at home. Yeah, and I want I all love, of you to come there. Yeah. I don't want to come to your house. I want you to come to my house. <laughs> I love to be like quiet in my space and just, you know, I love it to be quiet. Not literally necessarily, but just feel Serenity. relaxed, casual, calm. Mm-hmm. I just like to go home and it feel calm. Just because that calms me, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's why I love neutrals. So anyway, I just think but that's it, an interesting way to think about. I feel like we do that even when we break up spaces that we way. We do. Don't you? Because my, yeah. my bedroom is completely zen. Neutrals. Yep. And then so I'm, is mine. And my art room is white. Right. Like, again, when I'm, I think because I need to slow down and I want to be creative. Exactly. I need the minimal. Yeah. Where my front room is pink green as bright as i can get it yep come on in that's right yeah. <laughs> it's your entree your color but you do have places in your house my bedroom is sherwin williams brainwashed oh, which is color. like a really blue gray soft i mean if you see it on a paint chip it looks gray and i suggested it to a friend one day and she called me from the she's actually a client and she was repainting her bedroom and she said I'm at the paint store, and that color's gray. And I said, no, it's not. And she said, well, even the man at the paint store said it's gray. And I said, is the man at the paint store a designer? And she said, no. And I said, who's your designer? And she said, you are. And I said, go paint your walls. And so she painted them. I mean, she kept saying, no, it's too gray. I mean, we fought for like. 30 minutes and I hung up on her I said go paint the walls and I hung up and so she called me the next day her painter had painted and she goes oh my god it's perfect I went oh yeah Duh. hello well, I brought up my color boards yeah. I love that and question so please designer. trust your designer listen if you have a designer don't second guess them and I think that's one of the worst things that people do when they hire a designer they think oh well I'm going to I'm going to control this. I want I want to have this and yeah, I'm, I'm going to show her this. If you really trust your designer, let her take you outside of the box because she knows what she, you want, mm-hmm. and she's going to make it the best. She has a vision, and if you interrupt that vision, you're not getting what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're getting in your own way. You are. Mm-hmm. Also, can we talk about how the, guy, the guys at the paint store, they just want you to get your paint and go. Yeah. They, they're they not trying. I love my guy at my paint store, Cliff. Cliff at my Ace Hardware. He's my friend. Oh my I gosh. We have Frank at Eastway Paint who I <laughs> vow if she had said I'm with Frank, I would have said, Okay, well maybe, well, maybe Frank great. knows. Because Frank knows. <laughs> um and I love Frank. But um, you know, you really can't really take the word of the person at the paint store because they're not in your home. Yeah. The designer is. They know the light. Mm. And you really have to trust the designer. Or if you're not working with the designer and you want to work with the paint store, you're going to have to paint samples mm-hmm. and bring them down, bring them home and look at them in your room. Yeah. You know? Paint is my soapbox because I answer all of the paint questions on our blog, <laughs> of which there are many. It's mm-hmm. like the number one question. And they're always mm-hmm. like, I think this looks too gray on the chip. And I'm like, I, you have got to test it. My mom is a perfect example. She recently, well, like three years ago, redid 
like moved and repainted her look like repainted everything and she'd had this paint color in our old house that she loved it was like a soft gray with a little tan in it and I know she that color <laughs> do you it's, it's pretty it's neutral do. She said that she had an artist friend of hers come over and choose it because it's a good color to make your art pop against. Anyways, I don't know what the color was, but she had it matched. She painted it in her new house. She called me. I kept telling her, Mom, you have got to test the color. She would not listen to me. She was like, no, I just pulled the exact same one, and I'm putting it on the walls. She called me, and she's like, oh, my God, it's brown. It looks terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Revere I Peter. told you. <laughs> Is that it? Revere Pewter. I told I you this, what it's called. that that was going to happen. She wouldn't listen to me. So don't do oh, what my mom did. Mothers. You can't. And Karen just worst. did this. I'm the worst. Oh my gosh. I hate. I'm so impatient that I don't have the patience to like try mm-hmm. it and think about it. I'm just like that one. I'll do it. And then you know, 80 percent of the time it's good, and 20 percent of the time it's really bad, and I have to just redo it. I had a con- a consult <laughs> with a new client, and I walked in, and she said, um, while you're here, I want you to pick out a paint color for my kitchen cabinets. And I was like, what? I mean, I didn't prepare for a paint consult, so I didn't mm-hmm. have the boards with me. And she had five paint boards pinned up all over her kitchen. Well, this is my next-door neighbor's Spanish white, and this is my cousin's ballet white, and this is... <laughs> ballet white is the Blah, blah, house. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no. You Did can't, you fire her before you, cannot, you even fired her? I, no, I said, you cannot do this. This is not how you pick a paint color. You don't find out what Susie Q down the street painted hers because that's not going to work with what you're doing. It was a kitchen that had um, new Venetian gold granite, and so that gold in the granite dictated the color. And so um, I said, you know what? Because I like you, I'm going to my studio. I'm going to bring back my paint boards. <laughs> and so I brought them back, and we held them up. And we ended up using, I think it was Ladyfinger. And, um, you know, she was going to pick the wrong color. And painting her kitchen was a massive job. That mm-hmm. is not something you want to redo. No. It would cost a fortune. <clears throat> but she was doing it that way you know mm-hmm. like what so-and-so had used and you cannot cannot do that Mm-mm. i think fandex were a terrible invention in yep. the sense that they have teeny little squares lots of other tons of colors and it completely throws off what that square looks like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah it can and influence the color what's next to it mm-hmm. people think that the color on the strip is all the same color just lighter versions right and it is not no and if you talk to any paint expert they are not the same color so no. don't think right. it's not just taking the dark one and adding white to get to the top uh-uh. yeah <laughs> like sometimes the top one's really yellow and the bottom one's really blue it's yeah really what you should do and this is what i did on the outside of my house is have your paint person double the formula or cut the formula mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. if you do really like this color but you do want it a little darker don't go to the fan deck and pick the other one on the thing, tell them, Can I want this cut darker? by 50%. Yeah. And that, I don't know, that worked for me. But You can do that. Um, I, I do that a, a lot for myself when I'm working on things, but I hesitate to do it with 
clients because if they have to repaint, then True. it's hard to get the match. Even if they have the exact right. um, formula, formula, it just depends on how the tents go in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, my big thing with paint is we went through this phase where everybody wanted to use eggshell finished paint. And I detest eggshell paint um, in living areas and hallways. And if you paint on the wall um, flat paint and you get a scratch, like your little boy, like mine did, um, drew on my wall with Sharpie marker, then I could take a sponge brush and go back and paint over it. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell. You can't see it. But if it's eggshell, that whole stairwell has to be repainted. Oh, wow. And I don't know why people use eggshell paint in living spaces. I understand in a bathroom, right. you know, or, well, heaven forbid, I don't even like it in a kitchen. You know what? I, use? I have, I have <laughs> don't use it whitish, at all. lightish walls in most of my house. I use a magic eraser. Yeah, it works, that works yeah. perfectly yeah, on those walls. Yeah. Because I have two boys, too. And, yeah. You know, people are in there all the time and scuffing it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just comes mm-hmm. right off. It's great. Mm-hmm. So That's do you good. use flat? I That's use flat a lot. Because um, I do like color. And colors, um, when you use color, even on the wall, and it's flat, it the color absorbs. So it's a richer, more velvety look. Are you opposed to using a roller? I know some people like only use a brush. No, yeah, no yeah, my painter fine, uses right? a roller. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Now I will say this: with all the new lacquer that we're seeing, um, that to me has to be sprayed and sanded and sprayed and sanded. And clients try to use the paint, the high gloss paint, and brush it on, and you can see it every time. Mm-hmm. And that is one area if you're going to lacquer pay the professional because if you get lacquer with drips it is virtually impossible to get that off yeah it's terrible yeah all right what else do you think people should not diy not diy well you know people all the time are saying oh i can do that Mm -hmm. and i'm like uh well Go right and <laughs> try it out. I'm I'm not a DIY. I'm a HIY. Hire it yourself <laughs> because I don't have time to DIY. Right. I used to, but um, I guess the DIY is unless well, I'm trying to think. You really stumped me on that I one. I know, right? That's um, maybe a tile backsplash. Unless you're really good at that, because. People see those sheets that, like at Home Depot, and they think, oh, I can put that up, and um, that will be easy to caulk. And they have no idea how complicated that is. Especially Um, if you don't have a straight wall or, I mean, anything that isn't perfect on that preparation is going to make that a disaster at the end. I don't have experience with this, but I have read on social media so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay. But it's the truth. <laughs> um, people talking about DIYing tile, and they use the contrast tile, you know, like the dark route with the white subway tile. Mm-hmm. And that evidently is 
very difficult to DIY because you're highlighting the spacing between mm. the tiles. So if you don't get that just right, right. it looks real weird. And it's, I find that if, if it's not perfectly straight, mm-hmm. you're yeah. highlighting that with a dark route. You I are. Find that if I do any project myself and it doesn't turn out perfectly, I just stare at it for the next five years and hate myself about yeah. it. And, and if a, a a contractor or something did it. I probably wouldn't even notice. Right. You know, I'd be like, oh, that looks great. And well, you know, you know where you had a problem. And yeah. that problem then I'm just obsessed is in with your it. face. Yeah. But recently, I had um, someone, not a client, but a family member, that was, uh, had hired someone to tile her kitchen to the ceiling. And she was using a career marble porcelain it looked like Crayer marble but it was porcelain it was something she'd gotten home depot or somewhere and i went in and i realized that the tile installer did not know what he was doing and we were gonna i'd chosen a gray grout for her and when i walked in and saw the tile on the wall just mudded on the wall before it was grouted i went you know i think we should use white grout <laughs> because I could tell it wasn't even. And um, around the windows, he had, when he cut the tile, he had chipped some of the corners. Mm. And so they grouted with the white. We traded it out and got the white. And you couldn't see it. But if that were my kitchen, it would drive me crazy. Right. I would be like, ugh. You know. So you're right yeah. about that dark grout. Or for it's, me, too, it's... Um, a drapery, uh, kind of like window covers. Yeah, I made some little like cafe simple panels for right. myself when we moved in because my kitchen sink faces out and you can see in. So I was like, I just need a little half to make so some privacy I, for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I just did some extension little. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like I made ten, some tension rods. Tension rods mm-hmm. with a little panel. I even did a little black row grain, just enough to make it right. work, and. At, I lived for about a year, and I was like, <laughs> I hate this. And so I did have someone make me some Roman shades. Yeah. And I, that was, it was just so smart. Once I once I hung got those hung up, I was like, Ugh, why did I even? Because you're sitting there every night doing the dishes, looking at your homemade yeah, cafe right. curtains like, dang it. I, but you're pretty so handy, that, Karen. I mean, yeah. you can build furniture. So well, yes, on. but okay. that was one that I right. found out. I, I thought, oh, I I can sew. I can do this. And even I bought some yardage and made some curtains yeah. back in the day or panels. And those eventually. I have. Well, you know, something that <laughs> I, um, I tell people is if you want to buy ready-made panels, like from Ballard, just the ones that are on the website, not the ones that they can make because the they can make you anything but if you're in a hurry and you want to order the panels on the site they typically have i think they sell them in a uh one width or you can get a double width or whatever um those standard ones are a single they're like a single width 52 inches usually, but they like do those at that price for people who are trying to be conservative price-wise maybe expensive drapery don't fit in their budget but to get a custom designer look with those just buy double 
and mm-hmm. and you don't even have to sew them together because they're bunched and mm-hmm. it just looks thicker and it looks like more like a custom drapery and if you um, buy the rod pocket you can always buy the rings with the clips and then they look pleated mm-hmm. and so that's a great thing to do and the other th- little secret that um, I've used with people that have said how can I get some drapery without spending a gazillion dollars my the drapery in Ballard are too short for my window and I don't have time to get them to custom make them Um, I say well buy an extra panel and sew it on the bottom you can take that extra one panel and cut the yardage you need and sew it on the bottom and do like a cool um, gray grain ribbon band where it hides the seam Mm -hmm. seam and it's a great look Mm -hmm. you know it is yeah. It, it's suddenly you have a custom panel, and yeah. you can have your dry cleaner sew that up for you. Or exactly. Yeah. Karen did this uh, the recently, ones but out of necessity. Well, because I didn't measure correctly, and yeah. I bought panels, and then they were all high water off the floor. Right. And so I got they were kind of a batiky print, not batik, but like a block print. Right. And then I got a solid panel, one panel, and took it to my dry cleaner, and I was like, I need you to cut it here yeah. and put this much on there. And now they they look like a little custom panel. Alterations places can mm-hmm. do it, too. I was in um, Chapel Hill working on a project, and there was one room in the house, and I had had custom drapery made, but measure wrong mm-hmm. actually I had somebody there measure for me and they told me the wrong measurement and um I wish I had that excuse I don't <laughs> <laughs> well it was still my fault because I had them measure for me and so we ordered more of the fabric and I, my workroom was backed up like 10 weeks so I took them over to somewhere called VIP alteration or Anna's or something, and they sewed it on and did like hem stitched hem uh, and beautiful. Wow! And they were tailor, and they did them for like thirty dollars a panel. Wow, that's yeah. great. That's a good that's tip. Good. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah, I always like the look of not the clip, but the like hook. Yes, you can just order. A pack of hooks off Amazon. They sell them at Ace Hardware too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it looks so much I'm more nice. A lot. It does. And you like can it. also buy the um, <clears throat> the buckram that has the little pockets that you can use. Um, iron it on mm-hmm. the top yeah, of the no panel. Steady, just iron it on. So then, then it you makes can like use a little yeah, loop yeah. Thing. So you can create all kinds of things. And a yeah. lot of our panels have. Uh, sewn in loops for yes. hooks if you would rather use the drapery hook exactly it does it's a little extra bonus and yeah. i used drapery from ballard when i did the adac window um i ordered the gray their linen and eyelet and they have um the tie top oh yeah and i put them on a tritter fever bed oh, they look incredible pretty, pretty. yeah ADAC is the Atlanta Design Center. Yes. For all you listeners. Mm -hmm. All the cool designers go over Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. We stalk them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love ADAC. I do too. It's good stuff. Yep. All right. I have a listener question, even though they did not officially write in. Did I just say officially? Yes. <laughs> I meant officially. So this is from my friend, Kathy Briggs. She does not know that she is asking this question, but this is a question she often asks me. Karen, 
When I'm in your house, I feel so like peaceful and serene. And when I'm over at so-and-so's house, I feel so peaceful and serene. I want to feel like that in my house. What do I need to do? Go. Well, first... (laughs) First of all... She she thinks it's like, I just need to paint my house. No, it's not that. First of all, she needs to critique the house and figure out why she's not feeling peaceful and serene. Is it the paint is it the fabric is it the layout the furniture it's all those things in tandem it's not one thing and if she paints the house which a lot of people do then she's putting the cart before the horse what she needs to do is first plan the layout make the layout so that she is going to be able to go in and be comfortable, have cozy seating, and then decide the fabrics um, of the house, maybe even the rug. Uh, It depends on where you start in a room. You always have to have something that dictates the design. It could be the rug, it could be the art, it could be the fabric. But once you do that, and let me back up, the art does not have to match the room regardless of what people tell you. You you wanted it to have some color that is in the room, but it doesn't have to match the room. It can mimic. You can have pastel colors in brighter rooms, you know, pastel color art and, and brighter, not real bright, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be exactly. People think it has to be exactly, and it doesn't. It, it can be uh, have other colors, but some of the colors in your room. Um, and the other thing is you. it's easier to match paint to your fabric than it is to match fabric to your room. Mm-hmm. So get your fabrics, figure that out, And then the last thing you do is pick your paint color. That's the very last thing you do. Because if you don't have a paint color on the chart that works with your room, then you can get it custom mixed at the store. But it's all those things. It's Mm -hmm. not one. And it's definitely not just the paint color. And it could be just because she has stacks of magazines over in the corner you know, you've, you've got to edit a room, and I think editing the room makes the room feel more um, settled and you feel more serene there because there's not all these objects that are calling to you, like oh, all of those bills on the counter in the kitchen or those magazines or maybe the clothes she threw down in her bedroom. I'm not saying that she, no, no. Kathy, does that. but I do. <laughs> You know, it's it's all those things, mm-hmm. and I think maybe when she's visiting in your house or someone else's, you've picked up, right, cleaned up. You have a glass of wine for her, you have flowers on the table, and it's and music's playing. The it's dim, all the those dim. things. You know, you have to address all five senses to create a room that makes you feel balanced and that's what people don't realize it's not just the paint color it's not just the fabric it's everything and it's the ambiance the lighting Mm -hmm. the lighting's a big one if you walk in a room and it's dark or maybe they have um, ambient lighting or whatever it's it's all those things together Perfect. Kathy, I think I those finishing listening. touches are the most important part. Yep. If, even if your room is not finished or nowhere near finished, if you've got 
some pretty flowers. The lights are dim. You've got a candle. Mm-hmm. It feels tidy. You've got some snacks on the coffee table. Like that to yeah. me is welcoming, even if you haven't reupholstered that chair. Or, you know, even if you're sitting on the floor around your coffee table with friends. Yeah, yeah that could still be romantic. Be but you know the <laughs> other element that she can't put in her house um, unless you come visit is you. And so when you open your door and welcome people in your home, if you have a smile on your face and you're relaxed, it suddenly brings them down, you know. Mm. And they don't have to be responsible because they're on your turf and you're totally relaxed and comfortable. And so maybe... Maybe she's not totally comfortable entertaining. Some people aren't, and you are. So I think that also makes your house feel more comfortable and relaxed is because you are. Good point. Such a good point. Because mm-hmm. I've We're had a glass of wine back. before I have her over. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now you're out of Charlotte, right? Yes. I wanted to just mention we're opening a store in Charlotte at the end of this Yay. year. Good. So you'll have to come to our VIP opening event. I definitely will. We're excited. I definitely will, and I look forward to collaborating with Ballard on new projects. Um, I'm doing the Hamptons show house in July, and I'm doing the outdoor porch. So I'll probably that's be a, that's talking a, about, that's about a great show house. some things for that. And maybe you ladies can come up for the gala. It's going to be really fun. Ooh, that cool. is fun. Yeah. We love a gala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in the Hamptons. Come yeah. on. We're yeah. always on the road traveling. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. It's since we're going to be fun. Well, thank you, thank Lisa. Thank you so much. much. Thank you for having me. And we're Do so you want glad to tell to people um, oh, how to find you? Yeah, how to find you. Well, I'm Lisa Mindy Design, and I actually have a new website that's launching that is my name, lisamindy.com, and in about three weeks. And I have a blog that's currently called Lisa Mindy Design, but the new name is The Design Connector. So um, I'm going to be chronicling my renovation on my house on the blog, and um, I'm going to be spotlighting my favorite brands that the consumer can purchase themselves, and they don't have to have a designer to do it, but some of them they do. Um, But I'm just going to take the consumer through the design process. So it's exciting. It's going to be fun. That sounds I'm great. Excited. I need to follow you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, awesome. you want to renovate, so you can mm-hmm. there. And yeah, currently I'm on um, I have Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and um, it's all Lisa Mindy Design. So, Very busy lady. Yep. yep. Got a lot right. going on. Excellent. We'll so, have a great market. Yeah. Thank Are you, you done going home? No. I um, <laughs> got here late, and I was a part of Esteem Media's Design Bloggers Tour. You know, Adam Japko, he, um, Esteem Media, Adam owns Atlanta Home and Lifestyles Magazine. And... Um, so I was on his blog tour, and then I had some other events. So yesterday and today is the first time I've had to shop for clients. So got to get hustling. That's right. Hit the ground yep. running. <laughs> got a, got a, one afternoon left, and I had back to Charlotte. All right. Well, good thank luck. you so Safe much. Travels. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks really for having me. It. That's our show. Thank you for listening. We are so grateful to have um, 
you subscribing and downloading, please leave us a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Um, and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all those places at Ballard Designs. And of course, send us your questions. Guys, we just went to High Point and we recorded a million questions and we're out. We need more. So send them to us. Send us your decorating dilemmas. You can email them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. And until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating.